0: Just like I tell y'all with every episode of Real Reading Talk, to make sure you have your notebooks and pens, I really mean that for real, okay, this time. Because this interview, this conversation that I'm going to have with Brother Will Latif Little is so heartwarming and it's such a great comeback story. It's just amazing. So you all make sure you stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. All right, y'all, just like I told y'all, okay? Just like I promised, I said in season three, I was going to dedicate a lot of these episodes as much as I can. To talking to phenomenal Black authors, all right? So I have this dope brother here, y'all, as y'all see on the screen. So I'm about to give you all his proper introduction, all right? This brother here is a life coach, speaker, facilitator, and two-time author, all right? This brother got two books out, that 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 we know of right you know what I'm saying I know he he's got some others you know what I'm saying <laughs> hidden somewhere you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he is straight out of Philly y'all okay this brother here is so phenomenal and I just want to say I did not meet him in person. I met him in those internet streets you know what I mean uh, so
1: right.
0: <laughs> all right so you all I want to welcome you all brother will Latif little to the show welcome.
2: Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. I appreciate the platform. Uh, to be able to spread my information and my knowledge out to those who may need it. The uh, willingness to you, you know. Uh, get to help people out and see if I can do that for them. Uh, given that opportunity. So thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, look, we definitely appreciate you. And as people get to uh, hear about your story and background, they're going to see how needed you are in our community, right? So what I would love for you to do is to start off just telling everybody about yourself. Give us some background where you grew up and, you know, just just some background on yourself.
2: Okay, so um, giving my name already, Will Latif Little. I uh, was born in North Carolina, um, near, like, near Raleigh, not Raleigh, but near um, uh, Charlotte, basically, right, near Charlotte, probably half an hour from Charlotte, little little town far, um Waysboro, North Carolina, and then uh, we moved to Philadelphia. My mother and my four sister, three sisters, we moved to Philadelphia when I was probably six months, and we've been in Philadelphia ever since, and, um, you know, grew up in a single-parent household. Uh, my mother had another daughter, too. There was four girls and only one boy. So I spent a lot of time back and forth from my mother's house. And uh, my grandmother, which was really my aunt, because she was uh, years older than my mother, and they passed away. So we called her my grandmother. So I spent back and forth time in those homes. And uh, growing up in Philly, you know, moving all over the city, south Philly, west Philly, north Philly, um, different areas of Philadelphia, um, just you know, trying to figure my way and find my way. Through life in general. Um, being an introvert, too, as well, not really having a role model. My father still in North Carolina and wasn't really in contact with them either. So, a lot of things I've um, learned, I kind of taught myself. So, I was always in that figuring thing out more and not knowing that that would be yeah, sort of a gift for me as I got older and mature and so I understand life a little better. I've kind of ventured out into the streets doing you know, hustling and stuff like that at the age of like 14, 15 years old, no robberies, burglaries, uh, you know, um, selling drugs, graffiti writing, all the things that young people were into. Um, but I had a real artsy craft myself, uh, real talent, a uh, hidden talent that I didn't really discover um, until later in my years, like to that point. So, um basically got into like a lot of you know, vicious fights and you know, every school I went to. And then eventually uh, as I got Sixteen, seventeen years old, got kicked out of a few high schools and wound up dropping out of school altogether. My mother didn't know I dropped out of school. I was pretending I was going to school anymore, but I was really going to our uh, crack house. But we were hustling. Me and a few of my friends, probably eight or ten of us, and really none of us had fathers in like life. So our mothers, they were all busy working. So they didn't really know what was going on until um, I was arrested uh, for drugs at one time. I think I was 18 years old. That's the first time I ever got locked up for anything that I've done. So my mom came to know that I was. And I was in the street, she would have rumors, um she would never think, believe that I was doing that stuff because of the kind of kid I was at home, you know, but I became kind of different on the street because of uh, what the streets that made me into, you know. Um, uh, probably a year later, after after that arrest, I got arrested again for drugs again. And then I got out, I bought myself out within, within a week. And then went back to jail a month later for homicide. Um, and then I was facing uh death penalty. Me and my friends, like three of us, was locked up. Three cool defendants facing death only because of the charge we had. Murder, attempted murder, and witness aggravated like, assault. One of that person, and then no conspiracy and weapons charge. So they were trying to throw the book at us. Um, but I always had, like, a no optimistic thought process. And I don't think I'm going to work for the rest of my life for a death penalty. Then eventually, um, we got sentenced, got found guilty at, You know, I just um you know had an epiphany. My son my son was born nine months later because my girl was pregnant. At the time, a few weeks pregnant I got locked up. So I uh, decided to change my life. Um, it became my why. And and all the time um being incarcerated, I just knew that it was something else meant for me. And life was I was meant to be something else. Just tapping into myself, I mean, here and there as a young kid, eight nine years old, not knowing what that was, not knowing. What Like and not understanding it. Um, But then, when I was um, in jail, I got time to sit down, listen to think to myself and tap into my inner self, my inner voice, my inner being. Just know that this is not for me. I mean, I deserve, I should be doing something else and be something different. And not really knowing my fate at the time, um, I decided to, um, because I was Christian too, then I was Christian going to church, you know, trying to get my spirit back. I know I was completely. god again and then you know a lot of times i went to church when i was younger um, i came from a church family background up there south you know so um i went back to what i knew best was you know, christianity and started doing some research and studying really studying now every day reading um, the bible and just trying to get more clarity that i couldn't gather when i was younger. you know um eventually i, I came to a halt. um after a few questions and stuff that i was asking I get clarity on it i just started period not religion um and then so it's still this journey of personal development trying to find myself and who was i and why i became a person i became i uh, went to that real deep reflection of self and that kind of freed me um uh, my mind because the reflection kind of freed me to understand uh, why i became the person of the nature the peace that i had within me um uh, doing the things i've done on the street without remorse without care without feeling and um just being in an environment, I was in a worse environment. Holmesburg Prison is called the terror dome. It's a prison of love, man. and that's the worst place you could be in. The things that were going on the street was still going on in the jail. Jail, you know, murder, suicide, drugs, rapes—all still going on, you know. And I just had to make the adjustments. Uh, and my mother was scared to death of being in prison, you know, because all she could see is a, a little boy that I was—you know not knowing the man I became. That's a nineteen-year-old boy and a twenty-year-old boy. You know, but um, when I started working on myself, you know, I started really uh, tapping into my inner self to understand my mindset and how I developed this mindset, uh, this mentality, uh, this fearlessness, or or this hurt, this trauma, and things I experienced growing up. And uh, just went on that path of just self discovery. You know, I was doing it, and I started finding a freedom, pieces of peace, and freedom in that. Then once I got sentenced, uh, three years later to the, to the time I've done, the 10 to 20 years, uh, I really went on this this journey of you know, discovering myself. And I kind of found myself, the person I became today is because of the person I found in prison, Maybe because I want to be a speaker because I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur by nature. So um, just me just, you know, learning more, um, increasing my addiction, getting to articulate my feelings, express myself, learn how to have a healthy communication, conversation. When there is an altercation or something going on, and then becoming that problem solved in jail, helping other men, you know, deal with their issues and their problems, and not lashing out or acting angry or violently, in a violent way. So I became like a leader, and in the prison, I became like the imam at age 20, 21, uh, in jail, and I'm a leader of a whole community of people, um, you know, and um, in the prison, and it gave me responsibility. It gave me um, it um, charged me to be accountable. You know, um, charged me to be uh, a listener, uh, a careful listener to, this, to give people the right information, the right advice. You know, not advice based off of anger or or ignorance or jealousy or sadness or depression, but give people a bit of advice based off of love and you no know, connection and care. And also, I became a mentor in jail. I was just mentoring people in jail. They always come to me for advice. They always took my word. I mean, they respected my word and everything else. So that's how I knew I wanted to do that when I got home. Once I got out of prison, uh, I wanted to get home to my son, first and foremost, and be able to give him the tools I didn't have growing up uh, without a father. You know, so uh, that's my personal development journey. That started my journey on teaching and educating. I knew that even though I dropped out of high school, I knew that education was very, very important. You know, not just academic education, but educational life, because we not taught how to live, we taught, we learn how to survive. And most people are living in survival mode. I most people are dying before they ever had a chance to live. You know, so I just seen all that in my community, and just wanted to change it. You know, but first changing myself.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow, that. I'm just gonna say, well, first of all, for those of you who are listening, y'all know that that story, your your story, number one, it's a lot to unpack. That's number one. Number two. The fortunate and unfortunate thing is this. It's that this story is not uh, uncommon, right? You know what I'm saying? This is a story that's common. This is a story that we hear a lot in our community. This whole notion of just like how you started, single parent household. And most, you know, majority of the time, it's usually a single mother. Mm -hmm. And then you know, the journey of just like you said, you know, you have your grandparents, which which is a beautiful thing. That's good. Or you said she, your aunt, you know, um, right. you know, but you all, you know, referred to her as, as grandma. Um, but that whole notion, again, of having the extended family, which is a beautiful thing. However, right. it's still the aspect of father was not in the home. And and of course, again, you all know this is real reading talk, right? So all of all of our conversations, anytime I have conversations with people here and they're talking about their stories and everything like that, this is all related to literacy. This yeah. is all related to literacy. Why? Uh, because number one, you know, literacy starts with being able to listen. The mm-hmm. whole aspect of learning how to read, that aspect of reading actually starts with listening. It starts with being able to listen and hear these different stories and how these things shape us as human beings. And by you sharing all of this, and uh, I'm I'm just literally, as you're talking, I'm just, I feel, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, my heart, you know, was just like, just feeling just so, I mean, feeling good in some aspects, obviously. And then certain aspects, I'm like, I'm just feeling that pain, that hurt. I'm just empathizing. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I'm like, Allah, God was truly truly covering you you know (laughs) i mean and so what what and and of course now i'm going to ask this and and through all of the different things that you've disclosed to everybody And I appreciate, number one, your transparency and your vulnerability, which is something, by the way, um, uh, which I'm going to have you talk about a little later on um, in the podcast in terms of your PD vibes, because that's something Uh that people have to know about. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. you stress the fact of people being vulnerable. You stress the fact of people opening up because Mm -hmm. that's the problem. A lot of times people don't want to open up. So when you don't open up, you close, you restrict it. So that means it's hard for you to receive. It's just right. like it's hard for you to give, it's going to be hard for you to receive, you know? So I definitely thank you, number one, for, for sharing all of this. But what I want to ask though, was there, you know, in terms of just even things like, for example, I know you said your mom, she didn't know that you had dropped out of high school, but before then, how was it in terms of just, you know, educationally in your home? Was your mom, you know, was she trying her best to, you know, make sure you guys had, you know, was going to the library, you know, or or have books in the home. Was was that did you remember any of those times or that no that wasn't
2: Mm-mm. my mom my mom was in survival mode you know, so oh, say that was at, I, just I, I trying apologize. to keep our kids.
0: Well I, I apologize. I say that again you I said it. my
2: mother was living I said my mother was living in survival mode herself. Um, okay. Because of the trauma she's experienced in her own life, losing you know, her mother—they were both in a car accident—but her mother passed away. Okay. Her father, her kicked out of the house when she got pregnant by my dad at 15 years old.
1: Okay.
2: You know, so um, she was on her own demons. I've seen that as a young kid.
1: Mm. You
2: know, watching her go through those different, um, um traumatic experiences and breakdowns, mm. and you no, know, yeah. and um, just feeling defeated. So all those things I've seen with her, even with her boyfriends. Uh, and those uh, abusive relationships too as well. Mm. Um, that's where one of my traumas come from um, when her boyfriend put the gun in my face at the age of 13 years old, you know, and ever since that happened, my whole mindset shift from um, not being afraid, afraid to die no more, you know, mm. or not caring no more, you know, so um, that's, that's the dynamic within my household And my aunt, um, her family was always into Afrocentria uh, and you know, just reading books and the uh, kids. I was we always at them as smart kids, you know. Um, my sisters was fortunate enough to have like a godparents who maybe the teachers or stuff like that. So they were really um burst when academics and stuff like that. But mainly with me, I was always on my own, you know, and I had to figure things out on my own. Mm. My mother thought, always thought that I was okay because I never complained about nothing, mm. I never cried about nothing. I mean, I never expressed something. So she always looked at me like, "Oh, he okay." You know, and I, I always appeared to be cool, but I had my issues and me fighting people in schools, you know, about struggling with my homework, too, trying to figure out things. So um, with me, which was really good for me as a person I came today, because of all those experiences I had when I was younger, um, um, challenging myself to make it on my own, persevering through those challenges I had myself, not looking down on myself um, when certain things happened or I didn't I didn't fit in a certain places. So, all those things kind of built me up. So, my household was mainly filled with women and just deciphering what part do I play in my development and what do um, I do as a boy in a house full of women and not pick up these female you know, traits, you know, um, and pick up a trace of a man without being an image of a man around. You know, so certain things I look at TV, I look at the neighbors, stuff like that. Uh, maybe because most of the males in my family were younger than me. The boys, you know, and my cousins, they were all younger than me. Um my uncles were well, basically my, my sister, my little sister, she had a different father. My uncles, you know, so there was the male image we had around most of them drink alcohol too, you know. They were just they were street guys. You know, so um there was no real uh influential um, model to to follow um within them either, you know, so uh, basically, I just grew up. Like I, said, I grew up mainly um, by myself uh, in a world of my own in a household with, um, with all females. But
1: mm-hmm. it was all
2: it was all a blessing because I was still learning how to um, resort to that tool that we have of, of you know reflection or intellect that mm-hmm. you know the law has blessed with, mm-hmm. to be able to utilize that. You know what I'm saying and best practice.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. I mean, that right there, that is so key and phenomenal, number one, that you were able to tap in to that greatness that you were already blessed with in terms of wanting, you knew what you needed. You knew that you needed that guidance. You mm-hmm. knew that you needed, like how you just eloquently put it. And I'm glad you said that, especially in the face now of what we're dealing with in terms of hearing people say, toxic masculinity and you know all of these different things in terms of as we know and as y'all know this is real reading talk so i'm going to say emasculation of the male in particular the black male mm. so dr francis Cress wilson talked about in isis papers y'all so but in terms of you recognizing that fact that okay i have all these women around how do i navigate in a space where i can you know, have my masculinity shine through and I don't have a male model, you know, in in, around me at all, you know what I'm saying? And so I I definitely, I I want you to actually speak to that in terms of because what you're speaking to right now, and like I said, this is a fortunate story, but unfortunate all at the same time. Why? Because we still should not be dealing with the same issue right? We have too much, we we got folks out here talking about, you know, Black fathers, you know what I'm saying, you know, are, you know, are, are, are the ones who are, should be stepping up to the play, have been stepping up to the play, have been increasing, stepping up to the play. You're hearing things like that on one foot, but then at the same time, there's still so many stories out here where people have said, they may not have had a lot of the different things that you went through in terms of a lot of that, a lot of that trauma. You know what I'm saying? Being in the streets and you know dealing with a homicide and all that. But the whole aspect of not having a father there,
1: what, we're still what? dealing
0: with that. Mm-hmm. So, how do first what what do we what are we gonna do? Well, how can we change that? Because I truly I know, and as well as you know, when you don't have both parents, even if both parents aren't together, even if they they can't be together, whatever the case, it still should be the co-parenting. It still should be the father there present in the life because when you don't have that, when a child doesn't have that, it can affect them in terms of educationally, especially when it comes to them even wanting to read, you know what I'm saying, wanting to, you know, self-educate, wanting to reflect all of these different things that you said that you wind up learning, you know, a lot of our kids wind up missing out on that because of that component, that missing component, that father not being there. What what can uh, we do
2: about that, Will? I think it starts with healing, healing our communities. You know, because majority of the issues are dealing with um, generations of bleeding on children. You know, and, um, like I said, my parents were. hurt. You know, um, my father lost his mother at a young age, and he was raised by my, my grandfather with all all his brothers. My mother lost her mother, so they were both two people who probably came together through uh, trauma-binding.
0: Yep, just thinking you
1: that,
2: know? yep. So, um, and then that kind of spilled on their relationship and reflected on us so that she had to leave him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and break up that that home because it wasn't really conducive to our growth or our health because of growing up. So, so she did what she could do, on you know, her own terms, best way she can. But I think with most communities, especially black and brown communities, uh, we're still impacted by, you know, slavery. We don't realize that because um, they never they never got therapy for their, for their trauma
1: that they've been through,
2: our great great grandmothers, the things they seen or witnessed, I mean, or experienced, you know, so that kind of trickle-down effect to us and where we are today. I mean, and um, now that we have the opportunity to overcome or persevere, you know, through that with education, because now education's not hit. It's all around. We're in an age of information. You know, there's no reason for our person to be ignorant about anything they want to know, because you can just Google it pop your hand. You know, so um, I think what me is uh, our community lives backwards. Mm-hmm. For one, um, two, I, I I realized that our community we deal with the surface of everything. It's about the images, about the surface of things, mm. and if we we dealing with the surface, the only thing that's happened is is the replacement factor is happening. So the problem never gets solved. It gets momentarily fixed, but it's never solved. You know, so the only way we can solve these issues that we have with is to really dig to the core of ourselves, where the real problem lies. I mean, and if we understand how to deal with the core, which is our mindset and our emotions, our emotional intelligence. If these things are taught in our community. then we can navigate better life and know how to deal with our own selves, opposed to projecting or deflecting things that's happening in our life, or placing blame, you know, or becoming a victim or becoming a warrior, not a warrior. So all these different languages that we teach ourselves, tell ourselves, um, mm-hmm. most of these negative uh, affirmations are the stronger vibration in our community uh, speaking about Generation person. and also understanding what you resist persists. What, what, persist, what, oh, so okay. okay. what you resist persists. What you resist persists. I mean, what you're so busy fighting against is oh. going to continue to happen because that's what you're creating. Got you. Gosh. You know, and that's one of the reasons why we have all these rest in peace shirts out here. I started, I started a line called Peace Live In It. Instead started resting in peace because I'm on a in because <laughs> that still symbolizes death. Mm. You want to put peace to live in it so we can live in peace. You, know, you want to project that energy, that vibration out there. But because we're so lost in life, we don't really know how to navigate. And life becomes hard for a lot of us, a lot of families, because we're going against the grain of life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're not in alignment with our true self. You know, and just like nature shows you, nature's in alignment with everything and creation. So that's why it's it's that peace. It's a rest. It's a humility. It's a harmony. You know, um, we're not in alignment. So, life is difficult. Life is hard. Like a lost in a Kahan. Those who know equal to those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he also says um, um, the translation that you know, um, life is the, the less you know, the harder life will be. The more you know, the easier life will get. Mm. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's about the knowledge. I mean, and with the knowledge, you have potential, not power. You have potential. Mm. you are the power. Mm. But when you embody the information, then the information becomes present. It becomes power because you are the power. It exudes that. So that's why in the Quran it talks about characteristics. I'm talking about color, shape, size, whatever, finances, talking about characteristics. It really creates one, life. you get who you are, Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't understand the system or the formula of success. You know, and that's why we run around in chaos and our families are in chaos. They're broken because we're living in a broken space. We're speaking from a hurt place. I mean, yeah. and until we heal there, until we get the information we need, the knowledge we need, uh, we can better understand life, we can better understand our belief systems we believe in, uh, we can understand Islam even better. You know, um, uh, my Islam got better. With my personal development got better, you know, because I read and then information all day long all day long, and cite like certain um is or certain hadith like that. But I understand them more because I understand life, more. I understand the universe, I understand myself, uh, and I um then I can really appreciate the knowledge. I mean, and the application of it, you know, so. That's where we go lost. So we become a lost generation because of lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Knowledge of self.
0: That, like I said, y'all, this is real reading talk. And he just dropped some real jewels, okay? I mean, period, point blank. And that's, again, that's that's what this show is about, right? I want to show everybody real quick, because we, we're going to make a segue, because when you talked about core self, you know what I'm about to bring
1: right
0: <laughs> you already know right it's just almost mm-hmm. done with the book okay just so y'all know yeah. but I wanted to show everybody this book when mm-hmm. any time when I'm able to if I feel like it if I when somebody puts a post right so say you got somebody putting a post out as you know you'll have people posting things um about how you know this is why you know women ain't married or you know this is why you know men ain't this you know all of this stuff and in particular I'm talking about in the black community when i get a chance to if i'm able to you know comment something i usually am referencing out of this book here post-traumatic slave syndrome america's legacy of enduring injury and healing written by dr joy DeGruy, and this is a book that's a must-have i truly believe that every black home should have this book in their home libraries period full stop because all of what you just said will right here she encapsulates eloquently with our storytelling Mm. and talking about a lot of the traumas that we deal with in the black community this Mm. unaddressed issues because we do not want to dive deep that's what you said we don't want to dive deep take the deep dive whichever way you want to say it we want to stay surface we want to you know we still you know as black folks you know i'm saying we we fly you know what i'm saying you know black people we fly we got swag all of that but guess right. what? If the inside, the core, if the core ain't together, then we're going to keep repeating just like Will talked about in terms of just like, you know, your, your humble beginnings, you know, with right. not having the father in the home and then sure enough, all of the issues that your mom had to be, you know, had to deal with as much as she can trying to survive in which that's what we're trying to get away from. This always scratching and surviving. I mean, we, we got, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always the good times, right? The, the good yes, times yep. theme song comes up. It can't be us thriving. It's always scratching and surviving. Yep. We, got, we got to move past that. It's like, it's too much knowledge out here. And that's why I am just so, so adamant, so persistent about us reading, period. Just like those of you who've listened to my show, you know what I'm saying. Before I, I am authentic about my story. I didn't grow up reading. I didn't grow up with my mom reading stories to me. She was a single mom. <laughs> you know, okay? I didn't meet my dad till I was eight and a half years old. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Typical, typical story. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's like. Once again, parents, you know, it wasn't like I was getting the bedtime stories read and, you know, all of these going to the museums and all of this culture, all of these things that a human being should have ain't got nothing to do with color. You know what I'm saying? Humanity. When you're a human being, you should be doing things in which is going to make you uh, tap into your highest level of self, make you appreciate humanity, you know, but we live in a society, as we know, you know, that is rooted in oppression and in particular oppression mm-hmm. of black people. And so that's yeah. why we have to deal with these issues and we have to be unapologetic about talking about them. And I, again, yeah. once again, I appreciate you. And that's why now you need to tell everybody about this book and t- tell us, you know, what, what do you want us, tell us about um, how long it took you to write this book? Um, and also uh, what do you want everybody to get out, get out of this book? What, what is this book about first and foremost?
2: Well, the book is basically um, life coaching in a book, right? Um, To really help individuals who are trying to participate in their own rescue. Because everybody don't participate in their own rescue, right? So those who know they need help, those who really want help, those who seek help, betterment of self, just don't know where to or how to, right? Right. Um, I know most of my teachings uh, in classes or facilitating events and conferences all over the country uh, doing one-on-one sessions with individuals. Having the, the PD live class kind of gave me um, the um, the ingredients to put this book together and in a way that it kind of hits home with everybody who reads it, right? And at first, the thing that happened um, I've been, been, I've been. People been asking me to write another book. Write another book. When book coming out? When book coming out? Because I wrote my first book in 2007. That's that's the Icy book, um, in the city youth. Yep. And then I kind of um, revised it with more of the things that happened, um, in probably 2014, 15, so 15. But I, uh, but I was always contemplating on what book I would do next because that book it's five stars. Right? It's on Amazon. so It's only one on Amazon. And I was like, hey, I gotta write a book. And it got to be as good as the first one, even better. But I was so busy, you know, traveling and speaking and doing certain sort of things, so I didn't have time to sit down. Like, how did I write the first book? How did I have time to write the first book? I'm thinking to myself, it took me a whole year to write it. You know, so um, I was working in a the barbershop then, so I am just going home dedicated. I committed, like, one hour a day to writing. And it was easy, right? Because it was my life story. So it was already had a, a timeline, you know? And now I'm not writing this book. I'm thinking about writing a second book. It's not I don't have a timeline to it. This it's what's going to be on. I'm trying to figure out what it it be, what type it will be, what is the need, you know. And then um, last last year in November, I was working in a school um, that was I was doing personal development in different classes to help them get through their issues and trouble. They had a problem with people dropping out of school, like we have time problem with people not going to, want to work because of no depression and stress and everything else, anxiety. You know, so I came in to you know, help them with that issue, the, no, know, just giving them the motivation, give them the insight, give them the awareness of the battle of you versus you and being persistent and consistent, you know, and, um, eventually at uh, the year, uh, they got audited and then something wasn't right with their paperwork, so they had to let me go, and during this time, I said, all right, well, um, that was unexpected, so for me to really understand why I was let go and what was the reason or I, I still need the money to come in, my bills like 3500 a month, so I'm thinking like, all right can I do to make money because I ain't going back to cut hair, I, mean, I ain't going back to doing that no more. Mm. And I said, this time is telling me to to write. Mm. This time is telling me to write, to write. I mean, and I said, all right, this is time I'm going to commit four hours a day of writing, you know, and I'm going to give myself 30 days to do it, to write this book. Even though it took me a year last time, I said, what I'm teaching in class to my community, I got to show them that what I'm teaching works. You know, I had to be the example of that. And I said, I want y'all to hold me accountable. I'm going to write a book in three days. And I said, how many chapters are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do 10 chapters. gonna chapters be, I don't know yet. You know, what's the name of the book going to be? I don't know yet. I mean, so it's going to come together. Because I know how the first book just came together. You know, and pieces came and parts came. I attracted certain things to me that allowed me to line this up. Whereas though it was a successful book. And I didn't know how successful it going to be. But it was very successful. And it still is being, still still is selling, I'm selling myself, I'm selling Amazon. So it's still a successful book. So um, uh, then I got a contract with SEPTA, which is the transitional um, bus unit here, a big corporation here in Philadelphia, for um, Southeastern uh, Transportation. So that's a big deal for me too, to get with them and get to go and you know, train their police officers, train their bus drivers, train their managers for all the things they're dealing with in-house, you know? Um, But we went off a meeting at the meeting at the meeting, and we still in meetings. I need to start the project. It's been seven months now, you know. um, So I was like, I need to really be dependent on myself and not contracts. Mm. I I really need to create something that I can call my own, on my own, and my own time, and make my own money. The only thing that stopped me from doing that is me and no one else, and be in charge of that, responsible for that. So that's what that taught me in that moment. You know, so when I went and started writing, and I came up and say, "All right, everything I'm teaching in personal development. You no, know, I know I can't be everywhere. I can't coach everybody. Some people don't have the money to get coached. So I'm make it easy and simple, and write a book on life coaching. You know that a person can go in and get the tools they need. You know, um, when I started writing it, I just went on my own journey too. It's like set me from my first book." You know, I always talk about what I've been through, what happened, how I overcame, how I persevered. And now that I'm successful in traveling and speaking in videos, documentaries, you know, um, but some people always ask, how? How do you do it? I hear all this talking about about how. So people understand that people need instruction, you know, on how to navigate.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, um, so I said this would be the tool to get the instructions on step by step how I was able to transform my life mm. to be the person I am today, you know? So I went into that core of it. It's like, you got to start from the core, like I always teach. And I said, what are we a good title for this. Um and I know everybody's been through COVID, lost loved ones, they lost jobs, careers, they contemplated suicide, maybe attempted it, you know, got caught on drugs. I said, especially in this environment for love, I said, people need to take their life the fuck back. Mm. You know, and own it. You know, and not being controlled by the environment or jobs or, or experiences or trauma, but really taking life fuck back. And I knew it would be a play on words. So right. F-U-C is finding your core self, you know. So finding your core self will help you take your life fuck back, to identify who you are. In our community, especially in the Black and brown community, one of the things we suffer from, what crisis we suffer from is identity. We have an identity crisis, and if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you need.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Mm.
0: Okay, mic drop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, y'all, come on, come. Like I and I, I forgot to remind everybody. I usually do this, but actually, I'm gonna say it. Um, in the intro, anyway. Uh, make sure you have your notebooks and pens or pencils, because. Like I told y'all, when I have guests on here and we're having a conversation, they are for sure going to be dropping some nuggets, jewels, dimes, all of that stuff, and you want to make sure you're writing it down, because I mean, he, you literally you' giving us a therapy session. y'all don't know yeah. if you know, but that, that's mm-hmm. what's happening right now. I mean, really? it's like, oh my goodness, it's nothing really for me to add to that part. What I want to know, though, is, what do you want, everybody? to take away from reading this
2: book? Um, I want them to, to take away from that is that um, the takeaway basically is 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 them finding themselves,
1: mm-hmm.
2: finding their true self, and their true purpose in life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is a takeaway from that. And not only take that away, but be able to, uh, like I said, wear those jewels proudly Mm-hmm. use those keys to unlock those doors that been locked on them for so long and be able to pass that down to generations so we can clean up mm-hmm. what we messed up you know mm-hmm. so um just, just take away the fact that you know um it's possible and right. it's obtainable
0: yes yes yeah. that's that's what i'm talking about y'all Well, I'm going to say this because we, you know, coming up on time, Brother Will, he is a busy brother and everything. So I'm definitely getting ready to uh, end. So what I would like for you to do is, well, first I want to say this. I started to say this in his book, y'all. And like I said, I'm almost done. I got literally like a few more pages left, literally. Okay. But what I do like about the book, and let me just show everybody this. And of course, those of you who are listening to audio, you know, I mean, just, you know, hopefully you'll be able to see it when I upload it to YouTube uh, and everything. But, um, I like the fact how he has, it's interactive, right? Right. So he has pages in there where you can write down, take notes at the end of each chapter. So I love the fact how you are getting people to engage with this book. You literally, you're giving people the steps, the tools, and you're like, okay, now I want you to start taking a deep dive. You know, like for example, you know, you said, uh, you know, at the end of uh, the chapter, you said, uh, what are what are the key takeaways? each chapter, what key takeaways do you get from this chapter, period, right. you know, and it's like, you know, and I'm t- taking my notes, I'm writing them down, I'm like, yep, exactly, I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got to do that, I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, make sure, what did I put in here, let's see, I'm, I'm gonna read one of the things I put it's best to utilize every opportunity to take yourself to that next level this was from the end of chapter i think of chapter four okay, okay. so that's what i put self-inventory checks
1: yeah. i like uh-huh.
0: that you know what i'm saying uh t- well this is all oh, let me share this everybody too but i put this is chapter three when you talked about reflection is freedom And as y'all know, my, you know, my merch, my brand is reading this freedom. So I was really feeling that I love freedom. Okay. And so what I put, I said, taking a look at myself and being still with myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Okay. So, I mean, I love it because again, you know, just talking to you, you, you already have like a relaxed kind of chill vibe. You know, I'm like, I'm all up. You, you just, you know, lay back. Yeah, I'm real, you know, it's like, so I right. love it. You know, so, so you already had that vibe to where people are like, okay, I, I can, I can relax. I can breathe. Like, I don't yes. have to like, I don't have to put on no airs. You know what I'm saying? I can fumble my words and be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm, I'm right. good, you know? That's and that's exactly what we need. We need to get back to that, like you said, that core self, right? You know what I'm saying? Being able to be around each other, appreciating each other, our good, our bad, and our ugly. And when we are doing things that is not good, where well, we need to be checked, we have to be in a space to where we're able to receive that checking. Cause that's right. something too that I see that we definitely struggle with in our community. We have to be able to receive when somebody is like, Hey, hey, look, Sasha, you know, you you kind of, you slipping in this area, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you
1: know?
2: Yeah, we're not accountable. We don't hold ourselves accountable mm. uh, in our community. So that's one of the biggest problems, too. We're not holding ourselves accountable for what is going on in our community with our youth. Um, but the main thing is really not the youth. The youth are the surface problem. Mm. The core problem is a part of parents.
1: Right.
2: You know, and once we realize that, it's really us... You know as adults who still need to continue learning because some people think they, when they graduate from high school or they got a career going on they have made it they don't need to learn no more you mm-hmm. can stop learning life is a school of hard knocks so you continue to learn until you graduate you can die. thank you you know so that's that's the key and with that book is basically the journaling part is mostly to be intentional about your transformation write it down okay yeah, you're attention about certain sort of things, you write it down. I wanna do this. Write it down. Now you put it into the universe. Mm. You put it out there. You know, as you write it down. So even before I start typing, I always write first. Or write it, you know. So the use of the pen, right? So Yes. That's all right. right. So, so it's it's tools in these things. It's really viable jewels and all these things that we're learning, especially when we learn, you know, Islamist teachers Islam, you know. Is this, is this not broken down in a way that we can kind of understand it on that little core level? You know, because we got to continue to educate ourselves more to be able to educate our community. You know, and we know Islam is really in Philadelphia. We have the largest population of Muslims in any 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 state. You know, and I think that until we are able to reach the people, mm. um, there will be no transformation. Exactly. You know, because it's all surface conversations. got to be core conversations. Mm. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. And that that right there, and just to be clear, to everybody, you know, his book, even you know, again, you know, brother Will, yes, he's a you know African American Muslim brother, but your book is resonating with everybody. Everybody, yes.
1: mm-hmm. you yeah, you know, it's life. It's life. It's life. It's life. <laughs> you, it's life. Life. You know what <laughs> I'm
0: saying? You know, and yeah. and especially, you know, in the black community, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you right. read that book again, it's like you know, and then listening to your story. It's just like it, it's so heart wrenching, but again, it's just too common and we have to quit accepting that and normalizing it because that's what we've done. You know what I'm saying? We've normalized this trauma.
2: Yeah, we did, we did, and we, we normalized depression, we normalized all those things. Yep. And then but the one thing about the book that I was I was pleased with and appreciate mm-hmm. and thankful to the most high is that
1: yeah.
2: uh I know people from all walks of life, like rich mm-hmm. people, um, people that are surviving. Uh, teachers, politicians, mm-hmm. you know, and they all have the book. And they're mm-hmm. all 80 years old, 8 to 80. I mean, younger okay. kids, like my daughter, she raises, she's 8 years old. Okay. You know, they can all receive something from it mm-hmm. that they never thought they could receive anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the beauty and teachers now adapt. The school district here from the here, they are now taking use it as a tool for their teachers because they're under so much pressure and mm-hmm. and also stress. we also using it as a tool to help the, the students create a curriculum behind their emotional and social learning because mm-hmm. they're dealing with so much, so much stuff as young, young children. And while black brothers who are um, considered
1: number one in
2: suicide uh, from ages 12 to no, 35 years old, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't have no outlet, most people don't have an outlet um, for us to be in tough tough all the time to fix the area, but really um, suffering and silence, mm-hmm. you know quiet um disobedience. So um all that, all that, all that, I mean, gives them an opportunity. To, if you don't want to see a therapist, if you don't want to see a life coach, you can be your own you and work on yourself, you your own. And then you're able to step up, be more transparent, keep the courage to do that because now you're your mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That is all oh, that is key. Give everybody mm-hmm. real quick three three tips you would recommend to get our community Uh, back into writing right I usually ask people my guests about three ways in which to get their families into reading I want you to tell uh, everybody how to get our community back into writing again what 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 would you suggest
2: well I mean I think I believe that you know writing was very therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, when I was younger I was to rap on the street and rap about crime but then when I got I became incarcerated and started changing my life and started writing poetry, okay. you know, being real with myself. And that was more therapeutic than anything, okay. you know, so um, to really be able to just journal what they're feeling, what they're going through, uh, even also writing your, your life story. I always encourage everybody, especially if you're black and brown, write your life story because your children know who you are. Because one of the biggest issues that we have when there's a disconnection with parents and children, Mm. because most of us don't understand what our parents went through in order to keep us, you know, so that level of entitlement expectation, you know, um, it's always sets us up for failure. You know, and the more uh, in my class, more people understand what their parents been through and what they had to go through
1: mm-hmm.
2: to keep them um, home or whatever. Uh, even they went through certain things that we on it, but what they went through give you a better understanding of why you are, you're, you're, um, you're, you're basically the um, the byproduct of their trauma. Yeah. You know. Oh okay. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: then you can forgive yeah. easy. You let go. You forgive. Mm. so that's key again this is freedom
0: right right so journaling you know writing poetry those are things that you know you definitely suggest and especially too yeah. for my for my you know young coming up uh up and up and coming rather uh rap artists you know that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that they have to understand you know a lot of them dope rap artists that you hear like Nas you know and I'm saying KRS-One and yeah. you know Rakim you know These are folks, they'll tell you, they carry notebooks with them. You know, they wrote, you know, a lot, you know. And of course, you know, those who are writing a lot, as we know, writing and reading are like brother and sister to each other. So, and and hopefully, you know, with a person, like you said, getting all of this stuff out on paper, you know, it's, you're releasing and then you'll be able to say, okay, you know what? I know it got to be some books out here Mm -hmm. that can relate, you know what I'm saying, to what it is that I'm going through. You know, so you Revealing know. building is healing. Revealing is, Revealing
2: healing. is healing. Yeah, better rebuild it. it.
0: I love it. I love it. And when, what's and and before you tell everybody where to find you, what book are you currently reading right now?
2: Well, um, I'm not reading any books right now. Oh.
0: I'm okay. I'm,
2: I'm I'm in a working mode, but I'm not really okay. a reader. Okay. Surprisingly, okay. I'm not a I'm not a reader.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, um,
2: that's what people always ask me in jail. What books you read that got changed. It. I ain't read no books in jail. The only didn't. book I read was the Bible and Quran. Right? But I ain't read no wow. books on personal development, stuff like that. Because everything you need is already in you. Okay. Once you yeah. discover yourself, you, you have all those tools already in you. That's why the creator says, he places no burden on you. Where did you have strength to be Why? Wow. Mm-hmm. Because you already have the tools. Mm-hmm. You just gotta You just, you just got to, unpackage all the things that the environment that you was in covered up. That's why we got to do that inventory check, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's the thing for me. Uh, another thing is keep your keys, keep the keys, those keys open up all doors and the keys is to keep educating your Hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm. I'm. Now I'm gonna say this to you. You know, I'm. I'm gonna kind of get on you a little bit. Cause see, now you just said you're not a reader, but right. then you writing these dope books yeah. that you know so, our community needs to read. So what? Let right. will no,
2: say this. I'm gonna I'm say the difference. Right? Is a difference.
0: Okay. Okay. Explain. So, okay.
2: so, I'm not a reader. I'm a okay. studier.
0: Okay. Okay. I
2: study. Right, you may read something. And you may all right. I may you might get a, you might retain a little bit of information. You just read. It. I'm going like, people think this book is just take a life to fuck back as i like reading. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's not something you read. It's something you study. Okay. It's okay. Okay. You know i saying so. Okay. I'm a studier. That's why I learn all the things I've learned because I, ten point I wanna I wanna learn this. So I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna study it. So I can embody it. Okay. So I can implement it. You know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay okay I I i kind of I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get through that a little bit you know what I'm saying I'm hoping now I will say this to you though please if you if it's a thing where because I understand that you are very busy so I'm not for mm-hmm. sure that's what could be you know what I'm saying the, the reason you know what I'm saying as to why uh you don't really read however mm-hmm. listening to books on audio that is the way in which now a lot of folks are getting their reading in. So they're listening to somebody else read. So you're actually able to get that information in. And so that's something I would highly recommend. In fact, there is a book called What Happened to You? I don't know if you're familiar with that book, Oprah Winfrey and this brother, this um, man, right. I'm familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I listened to, and actually I'm glad I actually listened to it on audio as opposed to reading it. Because I uh, like the fact how they were having a conversation, you know, um, with the book. It was like, you know, she would ask a question, talk about her story, and then he would respond and explain and all of that. So, so. yeah,
2: I, I do that. I, I mean, I can read. I mean, for me, I have a great memory, so I I'm, okay. I can retain a lot of information, but okay. most people can't retain like that. You know, mm-hmm. so even with me, it's like I said, um, I might hear all your books. I might listen to all your books. I might listen to a lecture. I mean, okay. all like that, okay. too. So, but like I said, I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. I'm being attention mm-hmm. about what it is I want, I want to take away from these things. I like, take it away it's Like oh, yeah. I want to study this, so I'm not concerned about. I, I want to read the whole book all the way through. No, I'm. I'm more concerned about what value I can snatch from it. Okay. And put it in myself. So I okay. do read, but not like I'm going to read this book. I don't do that. It's mm-hmm. got to be something like even when you're saying, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing a subject this this week. Right, our next class, uh, in person class, Jupiter okay. versus Mars. Our next in person class is going to be the state of a black of black America.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, so how us uh, how we progress the plan, why we are failing, and why we're not progressing, mm-hmm. why our environments, why our communities are going to get people's opinion and their thought process on why we think we are the state that we're in, you mm-hmm. know, and that's going to be more so dealing with slavery, dealing with no dealing with um the progress of black communities, than the fail the failure of black communities, just to so give people an idea of what they think about us as a community or as a culture forward and like man dealing with those real conversations worth having. That's what my serious call. conversations worth having. So yeah, so definitely um I would read I would read certain books to go in on that audio do audio, take notes, study like that. So okay. I'm on that too, But I'm not, I don't like normally read. Uh even when I was a job I didn't really read. I read the I read the Bible and studied the Bible. I studied the Quran.
0: i'm gonna tell you i appreciate that and we need both (laughs) we need we need both so i definitely i'm i'm glad you are you know saying that again i appreciate your authenticity can you please tell everybody i first of all thank you once again but tell everybody where they can find you please tell everybody about their pd vibes that's dope y'all that's dope
2: but yeah you can definitely find me um on Google, you can Google my name. Everything will come up right there. Will Latif Little, oh, okay. everything come up, okay? Um, on Google, um, or you can. My website is willlatiflittle dot com. Okay. My Gmail is willlatiflittle at gmail I love it.
0: Consistent.
2: Instagram, Instagram, yeah. Instagram is Latif underscore Wilson, Life Coach. You'll see that on there. Okay. Uh, my Facebook pages are all full. spread my full. My LinkedIn page will latif little. Also, if I'm on LinkedIn. Mm. Um YouTube, well let's little. Everything okay. is little.
0: everything. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah. And so when they want to purchase your book, because I, you had I remember like you said now, do you have Take Your Life the Fuck Back? Is it is not on Amazon yet?
2: No, no okay. on Amazon. Okay,
0: okay. So <laughs> they what write, so, they,
2: mm-hmm. they had to get it from me directly. Everybody who's who's ordering from me, I ship yeah. I ship the books out myself. Okay. Um, okay. Even even the corporations. You want hundred books, I'm shipping them out myself.
0: You know? Okay. So, so, you're I mean, going to have to give me that information, too, because people, you know, I know they're going to be trying to get that book, so.
2: here's Yeah, as, basically, as they can find me, my number, just call my phone, and they want to order that way, just text. Oh, okay. And they can cash App or PayPal. Okay. Um, okay. Money. And then we can just, just ship them
0: out. Okay, so you want, so I can definitely, I'll just put your money in the, uh, put your money, put your, <laughs> your number, number. You know, in yep. the, um right, in the description.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent, y'all. Well, I appreciate you once again, Brother Will, Latif, Little. This was absolutely phenomenal. I appreciate you, you know, dropping nuggets and jewels. And I, I just, you know, I thank you, you know, immensely for, for your knowledge, your wisdom, and your time, you know, because yeah. time is definitely precious. So thank you yes. once again.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Queen, for helping me spread the, the knowledge and information yes. to our people. I appreciate that
0: yes definitely oh my goodness well everybody once again you are tuned into another episode of real reading talk and of course i had a most awesome amazing guest mr will latif little Young. yay so again like i said i'm going to make sure that i put his information in the description box so that you all can see where to get his book and also he does life coaching as well so you guys need to check him out all right and uh so again I want you all to take care. This was season three, again, episode eight of Real Reading Talk. And make sure that you are pleased reading for at least 30 minutes a day. And remember, reading is freedom. Peace. Yes, y'all. Oh, my goodness. What did I tell y'all? I mean, his story was just very, very heart-wrenching and i mean i was just felt like i was just on this crazy roller coaster ride like oh my goodness like when when is it going to stop when is the pain going to stop but just like you heard in the conversation he tapped into the greatness he was able to do that and that's what i really really hope that you all have gained from this episode all right because all again like i said this is real reading talk and all of this is related to literacy it's related to reading because in our communities, we have to heal from this trauma. The trauma is what impedes the learning. It gets in the way of growth. It gets in the way of our children being able to rest while they are living, just like he said in the conversation. That was so dope and profound. I mean, my goodness. All right, we, we, it ain't about, you know, resting after you're gone. It's about right now, right now, being able to find that peace. And so I hope that you all uh, tapped into that, into what he was saying. And so now I'm about to move into uh, the housekeeping part, which is letting you all know about the different services that I provide. So the first again, is that I am a pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor. And the name of my reading tutoring business is ABC Learn Tutoring. So if your child is dealing with issues of comprehension, um, they're dealing with issues of fluency, Uh, phonics, phonemic awareness, connecting the letters to the sounds. Um, Also, if your child has been diagnosed with dyslexia, I am a certified dyslexia tutor as well. So please reach out to me by going to abclearntutoring.com and clicking on that free reading assessment today. And yes, I tutor online. So if your baby is in Philly, got mad love for Philly. Philly is, they're my peeps there in Philly. So Philly, Cali, wherever they at, wherever your babies is at, please come on and reach out to a sister by going to abclearntutoring.com. Also, I'm the founder and executive director of ABC Read. And our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in Black and underserved communities. Yes, we need to have more reading in our communities because we come from a history of literacy, reading and writing, right? And so please check us out by going to abcread.org okay abcread.org and as you can see all of the different things and services uh and the value that we've been adding to the community here in Cleveland we would love and appreciate your donations all right and I also have created a brand y'all that's right reading is freedom. Let me put this on. Let me put this camera now a little bit. Show y'all. Bam. Okay. Y'all, y'all done seen it. Y'all done seen the merch. Go ahead and pick up that merch. You know what I'm saying? Go to reading is Grab your sweatshirt. This one is nice and cozy. Woo. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's delicious Okay. So grab your sweatshirt, your shirt, your hat, your coffee mug or tea mug, whatever you want to put in there. Just make sure it say reading is freedom. All right. And of course, you guys got to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom. Okay, subscribe to that channel. And let me say this, y'all, the subscribership has been booming. So I appreciate y'all for real, though. I'm, I'm trying to get to that thousand. I'm trying to get my play button, y'all. I'm trying to get my play button. What's up? All right, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And make sure that you're sharing the podcast, Real Reading Talk, on all the major podcast platforms. You heard all right, and so I'm going to end on this, the book that I have just finished reading. All right, got it. well, I got a few more pages left, actually. Take your life the fuck back. Find your core core self, right? By Will Latif Little. This is the man. This is the man who got the plan. This is who I just finished having a dope conversation with. Okay, and um, I'm also reading. I started Born in Blackness as well. Uh, that's by written by Howard W. French. You know, and that book talks about uh, the aspect of Black people um, in in our African civilization. So it does not start off with enslavement. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're putting enough books about us. Being in positions of inventing and uh, being in and developing different things that we have developed across the globe, all right? Education, okay? Civilizations, okay? We were the civilized people, okay? So we need to teach our children that, all right? And then, last but not least, I want to leave you all with this quote. And this quote is from our dear brother, Will Matif, And he said, You may not be responsible for the hurt. But you are responsible for the healing. All right, period. So I thank you all for listening once again to another episode of Real Reading Talk. This was episode eight of season three. Thank you all for rocking with me. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, leave comments, hit notification bell on YouTube, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of them, y'all. I'm there. And, uh, make sure that you share with folks. All right. Leave comments where improvements can be made suggestions for shows, all of that great stuff. All right. Engage with me y'all. Okay. I thank you all again for listening. I'm Miss This was real reading talk. Thank you all for listening. Reading is freedom. Peace.